Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily, and my name is Matthew Diemer. And this is the weekend update for Sunday, October 31st, 2021. It's Halloween. And before we get started, I want to say happy birthday to my sister. She passed... Uh, around seven years ago, and she was born on Halloween. So happy birthday, Michaela. And let's get into today's crypto prices. Bitcoin is in at $60,677, down 0.9% in 24. Ethereum, $4,230, down 1.3%. Binance Coin, $513, down 1%. Tether's in the number four spot, and Cardano's number five at $1.95. Running off the top 10, we have Solana, XRP, Polkadot, SHIB and Dogecoin. Total market cap, we're at 2.5 trillion, a BTC dominance of 44.3 and an F dominance of 19.3. And if you guys are following me on Twitter, you know that I'm in New York on vacation. I have this beautiful view of Lake Champlain and my new recording studio, which is basically an office in this Airbnb that I'm renting. And it's a little echoey, so you're going to hear a little difference in sound quality for the next week or so. Before we get into today's headlines, I want to talk about an email I received from Jason. Jason, first I want to say thank you for sending the email. And I want to just assure everybody, or actually just double down on what I said before. I love this email because he challenges me. And I'm going to respond to him in his email. I'm going to read his email first. But that's the thing I love about dialogue. Dialogue and discourse can be great. You don't have to agree with people. You can write an email and say, I disagree. I want to understand your opinion. I want to hear your point of view. But this is my point of view. And that's called dialogue. Some people will send an email that says, you're wrong, you're stupid, you're, you know, whatever. And that is not dialogue. And so I always respect and appreciate when people write me emails to have dialogue on the show and encourage more conversation because I'm going to say to everybody, once I read this and give you my opinion, I want everybody to write in Matthew Aaron at Decrypt.co and give me your opinion. If I'm right, if I'm wrong, is there different aspects of my right and wrongness? Because everything is a scale, you know, it's everything is a spectrum. Jason can write back, and anybody can reply to what Jason said too. So here's what Jason wrote. Hey Matt, I started getting active in crypto a couple months ago, and I've been listening to your podcast pretty much every day since. I really enjoy your show. I was prompted to write a response to October 29th's Week in Review. You reported that Jeff Bezos should pay his fair share, in quotes. You mentioned Bezos and months do not pay taxes or get refunds some years. You sound like a fair person to me, so I'm hoping you can help me see your point of view more clearly. This cherry-picking data feels inflammatory and divisive. Regarding Bezos, in quote, For the first years, he did pay federal income taxes between 2006 and 2018. Bezos paid a total of $1.4 billion on a reported income of $6.5 billion at a rate of about 21.5%. End quote. Regarding Musk, end quote, from 2014 to 2018, Elon Musk paid $455 million in taxes on $1.52 billion in income. That's about 30% tax rate. Whenever I hear fair share narrative, I think, okay, who isn't paying their fair share? And what is their fair share? Because when I look at the data, it looks to me like the rich are paying their fair share. The top 1% pay for over 40% of the entire income tax revenue in 2018, while the bottom 50% pay about 3% of the revenue. I realize that this is an age-old standard left versus right argument, but I think you're a reasonable guy. And I never heard a reasonable data-oriented explanation of this fair share narrative. Regarding wealth tax, 
i.e. unrealized capital gains. I'm not opposed to trying to figure out how to create a solution for the country's increasing wealth gap. I agree with much of what you said on the show. Charging tax on assets that have never been sold seems fraught with problems, and I think that the insanely rich will figure out ways to work around such attempts. Anyway, happy hodling, good sir, and I hope you enjoy your vacation. Jason. Again, thank you very much for that email, Jason, and here's my reply. First, I want to say you are right about fair share, and you, you know I'm running for Congress, and one thing I want to do when I'm running for Congress is stop the damn bickering about rhetoric, and there are words that have been... I guess adopted by certain parties for a certain and have certain like connotations that are embedded with them that are inflammatory and have a value I guess associated to them. For example, fair share. That is definitely a, you know, left democrat word that is used in a certain way that encounters up certain feelings about certain situations. If I use that word, then I automatically stop the conversation because it is rhetoric that is generated with a connotation and a hidden meaning and a hidden feeling behind it. So I, I'm going to stop saying fair share because I don't think that it is effective to, to have the conversation that we need to have about the increasing wealth gap, how taxes should be allocated, what taxes we should implement or maybe decrease or get away with or get rid of. And there's many other words within the political sphere that are used that just stop conversation on the left and on the right. And we just have to stop that. So I want to say thank you for pointing out one thing that I did say that I feel also is a divisive word that stops conversation because it's been hijacked by a political party, an ideology, or an emotion. So I guess the real question within your email is, what is fair share? And I think that that is all relative. And I think that we have to look at it as relative. First, let's look at the income tax brackets in the United States for unmarried individuals because Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos now are both unmarried individuals, if you pay 21% taxes, you fall into the $41,000 to $89,000 a year tax bracket. If you make over $539,000 a year, you fall into the 37% tax bracket. And by the way, this is for 2022, not 2021. And so I guess the question of fair in air quotes, for lack of a better word, is do you feel that Jeff Bezos, who made $6.5 billion in one year, should be taxed at the same rate as somebody who makes, let's just call it $50,000 a year. So I guess that's where we ask the real question is like, is that fair? Now, okay, fine. Jeff Bezos did pay over a billion dollars in taxes. The way I look at it is quality of life. And how do you get the same quality of life and then still pay taxes? And so 20% tax, let's just use it because it's an easy number to work with. If you pay 20% tax, and so let's just say Jeff made $6.5 billion a year and he paid, paid $1.5 billion in taxes, his lifestyle and his quality of life doesn't change. For a person who makes $50,000 a year and pays $10,000 a year in taxes, and I know there's different, that's not exactly what they'll pay, and I don't want to go into minutia about tax brackets. What does that $10,000 do for their quality of life? And is that health insurance? Is that buying better quality food? Is that paying off student loans or mortgages faster? Is that taking vacations? Is that working on mental health? Is that not working as hard or as long? So therefore you have more time for health or uh, your family or raising your kids. And I think that $10,000 to somebody who makes $50,000 a year, and I actually know that $10,000 to somebody makes $50,000 a year, is a big difference in quality of life opposed to the billion dollars that Jeff Bezos paid. So I guess that's what I'm trying to look at is how do we make sure that taxation does not influence quality of life in a major way for people who are, who are taxed? And for your next example, that the top 1% accounts for 40% of all tax revenue, it's because they got more money. That's pretty easy that the proportional amount of money is going to be coming from people who have lots of money. 
We also know that Amazon didn't pay any money in, in taxes, and we're talking about companies as well, and different ways of accounting practices that allow them not to pay taxes. Uh, Jeff Bezos did get $4,000 back for his kids, which is a tax credit allotted for people who make under $100,000 a year. Um, so it's like there's these loopholes that happen that obviously if the average person look at those and they go, that's not fair. But is our taxation system fair is the fairest that we can have? And I guess that's also part of the question. Would a VAT be better? Would a consumer tax or more of a tax on sales tax be better than income tax? So you keep the money that you make, but you take it tax more on the things that you buy, which is more of a choice. I will buy a TV with the 50% tax on it, but it's my choice to buy that TV or not. But I still have all my money from my income. Also, progressive income tax being capped at 37% for people over 500 and was called $40,000 as unmarried individuals. Is that the highest it should go? Should there be another 40% or 45%? on people who make a billion dollars. I don't know that. So anyway, this all stemmed from unrealized capital gains tax. Uh, what's the best way to try to raise a little bit of revenue, tax revenue, that's fair in air quotes across the board. And I think that, you know, any tax that, you know, targets one specific person or a group of people is wrong. Uh, to tax earnings that don't exist is wrong. But I also want to say that I don't think Jeff Bezos should be in the same tax bracket as the mom and pop that makes $50,000 a year. I, I don't think that that's right. And finally, I am 1,000% for the average person keeping more of their money. And I want your thoughts. Jason, thank you for this email. Whoever is listening, please write in and put your comments in. Comment on what Jason wrote. Comment on what I wrote. Matthew Aaron at Decrypt.co. This could be our question of the week. Now let's get into today's headlines. Patreon. We all know Patreon. Patreon allows creators to earn income directly from their supporters via subscriptions. We're now considering adding options for creators to have their own personal crypto tokens or social tokens. If you guys remember, last week, Thursday, we had on Nader Al-Naji, the creator of Deso and BigCloud. He's talked about all this whole Web3 social token uh, exchange of value for creators. And so please listen to that and now help you understand what Patreon is looking for as well. As we all know, Facebook rebranded to Meta, and this move signifies his Facebook commitment to driving the Metaverse. On Thursday, Oculus's chief technology officer, John Carmack, said during a live keynote that it's unlikely we're going to be a completely open crypto world of things. He said this, and quote, Everybody agrees you have to be able to make a living in the Metaverse. Commerce is going to be a big part of it, but I use the adult entertainment as a litmus test for how open a platform is. If there's adult entertainment, it's a very open platform from a commerce standpoint. We probably won't be there. He continued, it's unlikely we're going to be a completely open crypto world of things. The libertarian in me loves the idea of an unstoppable global cash transaction, but I'm also well aware of the swamp of scams and the spam, and I have to clear that out of my timeline every morning. So I guess the obvious question is, will Facebook be doubling down on DM to be the crypto that powers their metaverse? And finally, between October 9th and October 14th, Crystal saw a human rights organization in El Salvador receive 755 notifications of Salvadorans reporting identity theft with their shiva wallets, according to a report by Coindesk. In the majority of those cases, the affected Salvadorans tried to activate their wallets after they've learned of a large number of people reporting that their identities have been stolen. So basically, according to this report, what happens is they would go to activate their wallet, put in their name and ID, and then a screen would pop up and said, hey, this name and ID has already been used. Therefore, somebody else has their 30 bucks. That sucks. They have to fix this, but it's only 755 people so far. So hopefully they reimburse them that 30 bucks. Go get the bad guys and fix this loophole. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily Weekend Update. My name is Matthew Deemer. I'll be back tomorrow for our normal show. And until then, happy hodling, everyone.